0: Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. Uh, my name is Rev. Todd Laddick, and t- today I'm bringing you the final part of a four-part series entitled, I See You, with today's message, specifically, Diverse People, One Vision, based off of Revelation chapter 7, verses 9-17. through 17. So let us dive into the Word today. After this, I saw a vast crowd too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings, and they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshipped God. They sang, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our Lord forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the twenty-four elders asked me, Who are these who are clothed in white? Where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. That is why they stand in front of God's throne and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will give them shelter, and they will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never again be scorched by the heat of the sun, for the lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Amen. We cannot truly listen to, act, or love all of God's children if we do not also affirm how God sees all of us. And without affirming one another in all our fullness, God cannot be fully revealed and known to us. Now, in church today i showed a clip from the movie dragon the bruce lee story starring jason scott lee about bruce lee and uh in this clip he's on a boat um and he's on his way to america he ran into some trouble in in china in hong kong and so he was on his way to america and lucky for him his parents uh, were, you know, he was, he's an American citizen basically without, uh, going into it right this moment, but he, he's an American citizen. So he can go to America and live there because he has his citizenship and he's excited to go. He, he, as far as he can remember has never been to America. And so, um, uh, he, he is so excited to go, of course, in order to be a citizen, he had to be born in, in America, but he wouldn't have remembered that Anyway, he's on the boat and he's eating a piece of fried chicken and he sits next to this other guy um, and says something in Chinese and the guy waves him off and then he starts to speak. And he's like, do you speak English? And the the Chinese guy looks at him and says, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm he's like, I'm going to America. Look, James Dean, he says, and he holds up the uh, he holds up the uh, poster. He's like, James Dean, French fries. The sky's the limit, they say and this guy looks back at him and says not a chinaman's chance they say that also have you heard it and he said no he's like yeah he's like uh the chinese we we built the railroads for the americans and uh they lower chinaman down over the cliff and he packs in the dynamite and they pull him up too slow and bam bye 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 not a chinaman's chance they say and the round eyed go Lo low laugh and then he looks at bruce lee and he says we're not human to them and bruce lee's like well how do you know and then he said i'm a history teacher and bruce lee looks back at him and says well it's different this is today and he's like sure sure maybe and he's like well i'm different the guy looks back at him and says, "Sure, sure," and he's like, "No, I'm different, you see," and that's where their clip ends. Um, and of course, as I said, the scene uh, that 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 I just described to you took place after Bruce got into some trouble with the law, and he has to flee for America. And lucky for him, he was born uh, in America while his mom. Uh, and dad in particular, uh, was, were touring in the States. His dad was an opera actor. He was an actor, and he was in an opera. Uh, so he was touring in the United States, and, and it was at that time that Bruce was born. So per the Constitution, Bruce Lee uh, was an American citizen at birth. We find a young Bruce Lee excited to arrive in America and again talking about it with a man who seems to have been to have a more cynical approach to what Bruce's experience will actually be actually be once he arrives. And in truth we find out again that the man was a history teacher and he's not being cynical, but factual. The way Asians, the Chinese in particular were treated in this country is a shame. And we all know that hasn't changed, even since, I mean, even in 2021, which we are now. I mean, the the, the attacks that we've seen on Asians just in the last year alone, uh, Asians getting uh, disinfected by spray on on uh, by by passengers on um, uh, subway, you know, because they don't want to catch the quote unquote Kung flu or the quote unquote China virus, which uh, our president was. Uh, Liberal with using and uh, causing disruption, unfortunately, and unfortunately, when our leaders use that language, uh, people follow. And uh, we've seen uh, Asians get punched and kicked and curb stomped, and I mean, we've seen crazy, nasty things happening to uh, our Asian brothers and sisters as a result of this pandemic, as if, as if because you're Asian, you somehow caused the virus, which is ridiculous. Um. So. Again, in twenty twenty one, things haven't changed all that much. Still, the young Bruce Lee thought he was different, and while American society didn't treat him like he was, Bruce proved that he was different in the end. He worked initially as a dishwasher for a Chinese restaurant, then as a delivery person, practiced his English, and over time ended up seizing the opportunity to te- to teach American students. Not All Asian students, some of them were Asian, but not all Asian students, but rather white and black and Hispanic students. He even taught female students, his future wife, Linda, being the first. Bruce Lee believed in diversity and transformative beauty, and the transformative uh, beauty of sharing his culture, his martial arts with Americans. He received much pushback, actually, from other Chinese martial artists and from martial arts councils in in the Chinese Kung Fu world. And uh, this is because they distrusted Americans and thought that martial arts were for Asians. In particular, Kung Fu was for the Chinese. And this distrust, no doubt, was fueled by the way Asians were treated. They were treated, they uh, the way they were viewed as less than human, and there was resistance to anyone who dared to cross the line and share the secrets of defense and the Chinese culture with the oppressors. That's just not what you do. And um, Bruce obviously stood in the way of that. He he was he was um, unwilling to not teach them and in fact he got challenged to a uh trial by combat where if he lost he would have to stop teaching the quote-unquote guai lo which is what the chinese call the americans the white people and uh or anybody that's not chinese and um and if bruce lee won he would get to continue to teach them and so of course bruce lee won the combat and was able to continue teaching um the guai But the problem is, is right after the match, the guy who lost was upset that he lost and felt dishonored and decided to give him a cheap shot kick in the back and ended up breaking Bruce Lee's, uh, spinal, uh, his spine. And, uh, he almost wasn't even able to ever walk again, let alone, um, do martial arts or teach. But again, Bruce Lee was different. He, He persisted. He, he He refused to give up, and eventually was able to walk again. He was able to teach again, and he began to create an entire new form of martial arts that took martial arts techniques from all different uh, cultures, Japanese, Brazil, China. Uh, Korea and he took all of these um, martial arts and he put them together and 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 stripped out what was what he saw as unnecessary and kept what he thought was vital and came up with an entire system of martial arts known as jeet kundo um so Bruce understood that people were people and that not all people were bad despite being discriminated against as an Asian American he still saw the good in those around him, those willing to open themselves and learn a new way of being and viewing the world. Let's face it, it is because of Bruce Lee that we have had the explosion of interest in the martial arts around the country. Now, granted, Japanese uh, martial arts and uh, Korean martial arts were already kind of underway in America, they were being taught, especially Japanese. Uh, but Chinese Kung Fu was not. And, and not many people really understood what the martial arts were. It didn't It wasn't as popular as it is now. And uh, Bruce Lee popularized it. And one of the reasons why he popularized it is because he caught the attention of Hollywood and as well as uh, the, the Ch- Chinese uh, filmmaking market. And he was able to become a star both in China and in America. And uh, countless people saw his martial arts movies and wanted to be like him and started having interest in learning Kung Fu and learning uh, uh, Tai Chi and learning all these other arts that would have otherwise uh, probably never been known, or, or at least as popularly known in America. And I personally praise God for that. America has been richly blessed by people like Bruce Lee, who countered racism and radical inclusion and diversity. Now, it is easy to get comfortable with our own way of worshiping, our own way of experiencing God and knowing God in a narrow way, but this only gives us a limited view of who God is. I know I've mentioned before, however, we didn't always have a contemporary service at our church. Sure, we had an early chapel service that appealed to people who preferred to get up early and worship. However, those people still worshiped in a similar way to the 1030 service. The introduction of the contemporary service happened under Pastor uh, Jennifer, the pastor came before me under her pastoral guidance. However, I know th- that it was not an easy sell. People feared that it would divide the congregation up into two congregations, which is kind of silly because they already had had two services and they didn't view the other service as ca- uh, breaking up the congregation. So why would they view the contemporary service as doing that, but they did. That was one of the fears. Um, that they, they, they believed that all we needed to do is become better at traditional worship to attract new people, and the list of reasons went on from there. There were 99 reasons why we shouldn't have the service, yet thankfully our church chose the one reason over the 99. It was the right thing to do. This led our church to bring in Christy, our our, um, praise team director, who has blessed our church so richly in so many ways. And it has led us to recognizing a fuller picture of God and how God reaches us differently. Here's what we realized. Different people connect to God and worship God differently. The contemporary service brought in new people, new members, and prior to the pandemic, was growing and growing. And I'm sure once we get back to in-person services and we bring back the Joy Fellowship service, that will continue to grow. What's more, none of the concerns about having it came true. We are not two congregations, but one congregation with two services. In fact, four of our Joy Fellowship service attendees have served actively in leadership positions. Revelation chapter 7 verses 9 through 10 specifically highlights that the multitude represented every nation, every tribe, people and language standing before the throne of God proclaiming the name the same message. Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. This diversity was praised and affirmed by the angels and elders that were gathered in verses 11 through 12. Verses 13 and 14 identify those in the multitude as persons who have gone through the great trial, the great ordeal, the great tribulation. The common experience that binds all these different people together is one of both salvation and suffering. And I want you to think about that. Salvation and suffering. They have all been through the ordeal, the great ordeal persecuted for the sake of God. They are not identified or identifiable by being blessed over Or against others. However, they are all recipients of God's promise of liberation for the future. Thus, they waved palm branches, a sign of their victory in Christ. Furthermore, verse 14 states, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, this is not a physical or literal whiteness, obviously. They have been washed in blood, after all. But rather, it represents the enemies and purity of all. White robes signify the one baptism that incorporates all into the community of Christ. True and ultimate redemption in Jesus gathers all people from everywhere, every language. It is inclusive rather than exclusive. And this is foretold by the prophet Zechariah in Zechariah chapter 10 verse 8, where God says through the prophet, When I whistle to them, they will come running, for I have redeemed them. This passage also points to Acts 2, verse 4, in the beginning of the church when the Holy Spirit was poured out on all the people, and they began to, and I quote, speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Wow. Think about that. As the Spirit gave them ob- ability. It was an inclusive community of all God's children. Salvation does not belong to any particular group or what they do to maintain their group identity. Salvation belongs to God and God alone. And all who believe in God and believe in God's Son, Jesus, are recipients of God's grace, of God's redeeming grace of God's justifying grace. Because of this, we are also all givers of God's grace. Our sameness does not unite the community of God, but unity is based on the love of God in Christ alone. And for this reason, our differences do not need to be erased, but can be celebrated. Amen? What are the things that stop you from taking the steps towards embracing the new and the unknown? How can you support others in their desire to do so? Remember that salvation is not a destination, but a journey with God and others. Even John, when asked the question by the elder in verses 13-14, through said, Sir, you are the one who knows. God gives us grace as we journey, especially to say, I, I don't know, or let's see, as we embrace the new and the unknown. Friends, I, I pray that this series has not only blessed you and fed you spiritually, but I truly hope it has opened your eyes to hearing and your ears, to hearing other voices, to seeing and filling the needs of others, uh, respecting the other, so that we can celebrate and embrace diversity and be unified, be unified in Christ's vision of God's kingdom. The truth is, we have much growth in the area of diversity. And I have some ideas as to how we can begin to grow to be more and more diverse. I have ideas for my church. I have ideas in general. But rather than share those ideas here, let me challenge you to reflect on, this, on these questions, on this question. How can we, as a church, locally and globally, celebrate our unity in Christ by honoring the differences within our church and within our wider community and within our world? Whether you attend my church or not, this question is still the same for each church. If you are a part of my church, um, you can certainly uh, email your ideas to newtonumc07860 at gmail.com. If you're not a part of my church but you want to share your ideas, you're certainly welcome to uh, comment. Um, you can even email to the email I gave. Just let let us know that whether you're a part of our church or not, so that way, um, uh, we you know we can uh do with it accordingly. And if it's a great if it's a great idea, and you're not a part of our church, it may be something we we adopt or, or think about anyway. So uh, we would love to hear your feedback. But you can also leave your comments. Um, you know you, you can uh, tweet me at Todd uh, or at T R uh on Twitter. You can, uh, you can message me on Facebook. You can leave comments on Podbean. Uh, however you do it, uh, feel free to, uh, to leave your comments and, and your ideas. But until we begin to see the beauty in the diversity of people, we will never fully understand or appreciate our God who created us to be diverse. Once we embrace diversity, we can begin to see the fuller picture of God and especially God in each other. Let us work together toward being a diverse people with one vision, that of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for this message. Thank you for this series. Uh, Lord, let it challenge us to grow into who you are calling us to be. Let it, let it challenge us to hear other voices, to see and fill the needs of others, to respect the other, and to celebrate diversity as a strength in our unity under one vision, the vision of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so, Lord, uh, help us to grow as your disciples and to spread To spread the word to all people, regardless of who they are, where they come from, or how diverse they are from us, so that all people may be uh, joined together in unity under your vision and in your love. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Friends, uh, if this is your oh, first off, I thank you for tuning in. I always enjoy having you uh, uh, join join in with me uh, on these messages, and I'm glad to bring them to you. If this is your uh, weekly uh, spiritual sustenance and uh, we would love to have your support, uh, the links to PayPal and Tithely are in the episode notes. Feel free to give as the Holy Spirit calls you. If this is supplemental and you attend a different church, then by all means support your other church unless you want to support both. Uh, don't, don't skip your church to support us, uh, but if you want to support both, we, we'd be more than glad to have your support as well. Uh, remember, friends, you are richly blessed. So be a blessing to others. Amen. Go in peace.